Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. It's now time for Cannabis Talk 101 with Blue, Joe Grande, and Mark and Craig Wasserman, the Pot Brothers at Law. We're the world's number one podcast for everything cannabis. Hello and welcome to Cannabis Talk 101, the world's number one source for everything cannabis. My name is Blue. Alongside of me is the world-famous Pot Brothers at Law and Mr. Joe Grande. And you are now tuned in to the greatest cannabis show at the Counterculture Convention. That's for right sure. Here it's the only one here, so we definitely <laughs> are the greatest one here. Just That's right here, fact. though. I mean, we are the world's number one source for everything cannabis, you guys. And uh, for those who didn't come to this one, make sure you come to the next C3 in a city near you, Counterculture Convention. And if you're ever looking for some high-quality seats, folks, head to Rocket Seeds. That's right, rocketseeds.com for trusted cannabis seeds. Thousands of clients around the world have come to depend on Rocket Seeds. Check them out online at rocketseeds.com. And they're actually here at C3, so which is dope. That being said, you guys, thank you for listening to the podcast all around the world. If you ever want to call and say what's up, feel free to hit us anytime. 1-800-420-1980. Make sure you check out our Instagram pages for daily news, learn the script, and so much more. Yes. At Cannabis Talk 101. And once again, the website has fully been revamped. As you heard me say it, we are the world's number one source for everything cannabis. So go get all the latest information from there. Also, at pot underscore brothers underscore at underscore law. Whoa. Mark is at Wash Law. Craig's at Wash Law Dog. My man Blue right here is at one Christopher Wright. Hello. I am at Joe Grande 52. And our guest today, you guys, I'm actually excited because I started peeping up shit real quick. The name rings a bell in the ear like no other, but this dude is a legendary glass blower. He's actually made the world's largest bong ever. Jason Harris, folks, is in the building. Make some noise for this mom. Yeah. Joe, right on. I mean, What's you know, up, when, when you think of legendary folks in the game, you know, your name just rings a bell with it because it's funnier. I heard it earlier. And I was like, why does that name sound familiar, right? Like you come out of town, you come out of state. And you hear these names that just keep coming up throughout life, especially in the industry, and your name is one of those. And right on. I've never slapped hands personally yet because, you know, I would remember a good-looking chap like yourself. Right on. With that <laughs> sexy hair of yours. And I was like, oh, my God, that's that, dude. No way. And starting off with you, be before we get into Johnny Harris as well, and uh, Johnny Hash, excuse me, Johnny Hash also has a store out here, so thank you, Johnny. Bomb Diggity's in the Bomb building. Diggity. Bomb Diggity. Diggity. You, got, you can find Bomb Diggity out here in Texas, and I'm sure a few other states located near you. But let's stick with you for a second. Um, how did you get into glass blowing? Like, how does that even fucking come about? 
Because it's wow. so crazy to yeah. think, hey, let me start blowing some glass and making bongs and pipes. Sure, sure. Well, I got to tell you, Joe, it's all about the cannabis. I, I was an art major in college and uh, through smoking cannabis. Where? What school did you go to? University of Oregon. Ducks, baby. Really? Let's go Ducks. My daughter goes to Will Lambert out in Oregon out there. So, very, it's know, a great area, very yeah. creative. It's good weather for studying, and um, it's right on the money. And so anyway, when I was up there doing college, I met an old man, Bob Snodgrass. And he started this pipe movement that you're, you're, we're in right now. And this is uh, back in 1991, so 30 years in the business now. And um, you know, through all of it, I got to meet, especially when everything was underground, I got to meet all the biggest weed dealers in the U.S. I would get flown everywhere and bring my pipes and uh, you know, kind of got to know the industry before there was an industry. So with all that, you know, it's been a, it's been a long ride, and, and, and getting into glass is, is all about cannabis, bro. It was about how to, how to taste better cannabis or be able to taste the flavor. It's funny as you say that because growing up, I had the old proto-pipe. Remember the proto-pipe? Yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> man. Rolls-Royce of pipes. Right? Wasn't it? And it feels like it still is because you can still have a fucking proto-pipe, and that motherfucker, if you clean it, still it's good. still going to hit pretty good. <laughs> yeah. So to me, that was at the time, you know, growing up in the 90s going, this is a great pipe. But it wasn't until I hit, and it feels like a crackhead, that glass pipe. Sure, sure. That really made the flavors in those terpenes pop. And, and before we made these pipes, it was a crack pipe that you'd have to buy to, to taste the flavor. And, and the glass lends itself to just pure you know, cannabis smoke. But, but Joe, the difference between a proto-pipe and what we're making out here is that we kind of consider ourselves human 3D printers. So that pipe you have, as long as you have it when the mothership lands, it's your key to get in the door. Okay, so you're going to be <laughs> yeah, able to walk up and yeah. put it in and go on with the crew, okay? So you make sure you always have your nice glass and, and pipe you know on you. And I want you, Jay, to, to walk us through because I have no idea what it even starts off with, takes to even create one of these. Can people do this in their backyard? Sure, absolutely. You know it's, what I mean? It's, like, it's an ancient art, 5,000 years old. We're doing it out of a bus right and, over uh, here. Yeah, oh, you guys are doing it? We have a bus yeah, right, right next door here. here, and it's in the back of what the bus. Number? And um, I'm not sure. It's, it, it's so the one with actually, all the flames pouring out of it. Yes. You guys are actually yes. blowing here at C3. On site. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, we're oh, what are you doing later tonight? Can you guys come to my the room? The official after party, man. Let's make a pipe in there. Why not? Let's make the world's second largest. Well, you know, back in the day, that was the way we did it. I traveled around. I followed the Grateful Dead, a rock band, and uh, Blue Glass in the <laughs> Four Seasons. How old are you? In the Four yes. Seasons. I'm 50 years old, and, 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 and everybody asks me how I look so good. Yeah. It's cannabis. Yes. Right? Okay, it is cannabis, pure. And, yes. I, and, I'm, and I'm proof right here. That's so anyway, beautiful. back in the day, we'd go to the hotel. 1971, ladies and 71, gentlemen. 71, January 22nd. March 27th. All right, all right. Uh, I'm you Aquarius, you, you Aquarius. old fucker. So, <laughs> so, by three, so, three months, you know, two months. It, 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 we used to go in the hotel room, blow glass in the bathroom, kick on the vent fan, and then get out in the parking lot and sell the next day. That's the roots of the industry. Oh. And so, now so we're able to start? come out like, here in this You go to Home Depot killer. and buy a starter kit of glass. Like, like, walk me through what it really takes to, like, even the, the guy listening going, because let's just face it. Jay, there's that young generation that someone's going to become the next you, right? Sure. Like, you're Who the, you're the right celebrity now? star of like, you've done it for, what is it, like Oprah, the Snoops, the fucking... All of uh, it. George know. Clooney, Adam Sandler, Drew Barrymore. They yeah. all got bongs. You, you, they all get your bongs because it's like, okay, I got to get the signature bong, right? Yeah. So there's a young whippersnapper out there that's listening to this podcast, maybe in another country. We're heard in 136 countries. Yeah. And you're the iconic bong maker. So... 
what does it take to start it? And this kid's uh, going to go, let it, me go. It's pure and simple, man. You got to have drive and passion for whatever it is you're going to do. And just like here, building a set, uh, setting up a glass blowing studio. If you want to do it, it's out there. Very simple, easy to do, whatever it might be. And that's what glass blowing taught me and many, many thousands of others since I started blowing glass. It kind of teaches you to feel good about yourself and, and, and realize I can make something and make money off of it and give you th that empowerment in life. And so, just like anything else, glass blowing is very accessible on the internet. There's one place that we all consider Mecca as glass blowers, and it's called the Pilchuck Glass School. That's up in Stanwood, Washington. And I highly recommend that anybody who's halfway interested in glass, whether a very beginner, never done it before, expert, everybody has to go up there for one point in their life to experience, experience Mecca. Yeah. Now, listen, you know, where's home right now? Ooh, that's a tough question now, man. I, I started a cannabis uh, program uh, because I have 30 years in the space. I realized uh, the, that m with my network of people, growers, buyers, everybody else, I'm able to put together killer cannabis for the streets. And we sell in California and, and Nevada right now. So I go back and forth and, uh, and I'm pretty much on the road. Every weekend we're doing demos and dispensaries in California Joe. and getting a big play on it. I see you everywhere. <laughs> uh, I was on your show, I don't know what, four years ago yeah. now at the ASD oh, well, when I wasn't there, though, yeah, yeah. it was, was pre-Joe. It well, was pre-Joe. Well, now you know how much better it's gotten. Well, yeah, and, it, we and, go. and you <laughs> are the you are everywhere, and I'm really proud of what Thank you're you, doing man. for the plant and the industry and the lifestyle. It's it's promoting something good, and and if everybody can take some off of it, it's shut the fuck up, right? Yeah, I mean, well, this is something that's did, that's rang through our industry now, and it's and I'm sure it's empowered a lot of people to to you know be now, and 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 it's very very helpful what you guys have and done. And it's for so the true because Blue created this about seven years ago. He hooked up with Mark and Craig. I thought he was nuts, man. He was calling us. I worked. At ASD, I'm like this guy's. Oh, not yeah. Put him in. <laughs> and, and now you're the owner of JBD, which is great, and you're doing that. Yeah. As you mentioned, some of the names like, what were some of the first names when you first got hit up? Like you're like, wait a minute, who's trying to get a hold of me to make me a fuck to make them a bong? Like who? When did it first start where you got that first call of, and who was it what? Who was it? You know, I, I posted a picture on my Instagram recently of Snoop's first bong, and that's when he visited my friend's head shop in Florida on his tour. I mean, this is a way, you know, a long time ago. And, and, and Snoop's always gotten, you know, pieces when we, we've, we've been in coordination, and he's been, been a big influence on what we do. But back when Be Real was with Carmen Electra, and yes. I was able to hang out with them and give me the bong, you know what I mean? And he still talks about it today. These are, these are really cool times back in the early 90s when I thought cannabis was, you know, just the newest, coolest thing ever, and, 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 which it was. We had a lot of great strains coming around, and, you know, the base of, of where we are today. Too, was, was there any yeah. shocking names? Like, of course, you know, you, I've heard of the Oprahs and this and that. I feel like Oprah was a shocking name. Well, um, right now, uh, the Manhattan Madam, uh, what's, her, what's her husband? Uh, he runs the Enquirer down there. Uh, he was just all over the news. I, I know who you're talking about, it's, but yeah, talking I don't about, remember his um, name. Chris Franchino can't spit his name anyway, out. Anyway, Manhattan Madam, we're, Ma we're, we're uh -huh. making some pieces out there. And, um, you know, gosh, what, what goes on right now is I, I visited Dan Blazarian's house the other day. Nice. And, uh, you know, for me, it was like visiting a king. You know, uh, you know, he, he has a wild. There's a wild, lot of candy wild, in the shop right there. Wild air about him. But uh, his collection of dab rigs and bongs was uh, was incredible. nothing to be uh, taken lightly. This is the most incredible collection I've seen in a long time. And it was really neat to kind of see that. Let me just step in it real quick, because listen, JB, you are very talented. You have a lot of drive. 
I've followed your career, you know, in the industry because I've been the backpack boy to the guy that was working here and there. And I've seen sure. you and I've watched him like, oh, dude, this guy's dope. And, and I've seen you blow glass at events and 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 the love that you put into this plant and the glass that you, you know, that, that you put together is is something that you don't see from a lot of blowers or just producers of glass sure you know it's easier just to grab it and go get it and and slap it out there but when you're sitting there like yo every piece that i put together is going to have some kind of culture behind it some kind of lifestyle it's going to have its own you know legs i i you know i I don't think you're, you're you're not ever making something fast food just to give it out and then i've heard stories of you know you had someone said, oh, they had a situation and you just fix things for them. You know, yeah. that's love. Yeah. You know, so I appreciate what you're doing for our industry. Well, speaking you of know, love, what I, I come out here to Houston and my friend uh, Jake over here, Johnny Hash, he's uh, running some really cool programs with glass. And he was very persistent to bring me out here a few years ago and for me to teach a class in his diggity. program with Bomb Diggity. Bomb diggity. And I had such a great experience. These, these Houston boys are super fun to be around and I'm so glad that the show came here to Houston. It's kind of like cracking an egg. Yeah. We have a really conservative base here in this area. And it's always kept our, our, our showy out of here. But Texas traditionally has always been one of the biggest accounts for head shops. So there's been a lot of, of, of pump here because of the college base. And, it, you know, it used to be a college it, crowd. There's a lot of good colleges out here. Uh, in Texas. Uh, hundreds. And, and those create business for us. And this is a guy that, that, that is, is on the scene. He's on the street. He's out there selling on the daily. And, and he's one of the biggest hustlers I know in the biz. And it's super stoked to be out here with him. He's provided the glass blowing studio that we have. And. Tell us about Bomb Diggity over well, here. Well, no, let's take a break real quick. When we come back, we yeah. want to hear all about Bomb Diggity. It's Cannabis Talk 101. We'll Beautiful. be right back after this. Love it. We'll be right back with Cannabis Talk 101. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot. 
The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Welcome back to Cannabis Talk 101. Welcome back to Cannabis Talk 101 live right here in Houston, Texas at the Counterculture Convention. Joe Grande. Johnny Hash is in the building, folks. It is nothing like getting a good stamp of approval by JB himself. I mean, I love what he said about you beforehand because that's what it takes. You know, you get and you connect with legendary people that are doing the right things. And then how do you get involved, Johnny Hash, with creating even a company like Bomb Diggity that's just putting out great glass all over the place. How did you get started? Uh, by being a pain in the ass. Um, yeah. I was extremely persistent. I don't take no for an answer. Um, I'm a degenerate. I Corporate jobs and that whole world just wasn't going to work for me. Right. Um, so I had to find an honest way to do what I wanted to do, and this was it. And uh, I didn't found Bomb Diggity, but I, I, w- I basically inherited part of it. You know what I mean? And, and sure. be part Earned of that it. movement. Yeah. Yeah. I worked my way through for, through the trenches, man. I started out making seven twenty five an hour, working fifteen hours a week, and now I I own the hottest shop in Texas. You know, wow. one of them at least. And uh, yeah, here here in Texas, it's uh, a, like he was saying, it's kind of an untapped market that's still producing and doing its thing. We have four of the largest cities in the country here, and uh, in the metropolitan areas, it's very uh, progressive. But you have a lot of rural Texas, which is majority of our, our mass and stuff. So it's just been one of those things where it's been an uphill battle trying to get rid of that stigmatization and taboo of what it is. Sure. So education and persistence has been like the main thing that we've been trying to do. They do a lot of really cool glass blowing classes mm-hmm. at Bomb Diggity. So if you're in the Texas area Literally or even out there. in the store. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, we've done things like that as well. We have our mobile studio. We have a private studio as well. And we've been doing a uh, school that we've had going and stuff like that. Uh, we've had to kind of we're rebuilding in the process right now. We're focusing on other things at the moment. Uh, we got a lot of irons in the fire. So we've been just kind of trying to spend our time the best we could to build Where something exactly state of the art. Where exactly is it? on the street like what's the address uh we're at 2155 durham we're right here in the heart of the heights yeah and uh it's right off the freeway with i-10 so it's easy access it's right one of the most the katie right yeah uh well katie was the original location that's where it was founded back in i think 2009 if i'm not mistaken and uh yeah right there i think like a month before quarantine we went ahead and moved over to the heights which has kind of like traditionally been a very artsy and uh music driven part of our community here in houston so that's kind of where we did that, and we wanted to show people, that, you know, like we were able to produce uh, one-of-a-kind glass art that's from independent artists all over the world, and it's stuff that you're not going to see anywhere. We don't even call ourselves a smoke shop. That's not what it is. Like, it is a literal I, I art gallery. I see it. It says it's an art gallery. Yeah, yes. that's what I'm, I'm reading on your guys' location right now. Bomb Diggity Glass Gallery is the most renowned and innovative glass studio in all of Houston. So go by and check them out. I'm looking at the pictures. I'm looking at all the products right there. 
It looks amazing. What are some of the big SKUs that you guys are selling that are just that fly off the shelf? Uh, it's just his work, uh, Jerome Baker, yeah. for sure. I mean, there's not anybody that knows anything about glass that doesn't know that name. So it, yeah. it's, 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 it's true. And, and it's really like it, that's, in my opinion, one of the like the best intro ways into that. But I mean, some of this stuff gets insane. Like we've, we've sold, you know, six digit figure like pieces before. Really? Yes. Yeah, sir. I, I was about to say, like, and Joe, you might not know this, but I, I know these boys do. I mean. You know, the, the guys that collect glass, you know, like, uh, you know, for, for us, close to us would be like Ziggy's, you know, Carlos over there at Ziggy's, right? Sure, sure. He's yeah. A, he's a collector. I mean, he buys, yeah. the, you know, you go into his store and you're like, dude, what? This is a $30,000 piece? This is a 50000 or 7000 I know Jared from West Coast Cure, he's bought some real expensive He pieces. buys stuff too, but I mean, there's people that really buy for quality they don't care what the price is they they, they they care about the art form and the product usage and, or, and sometimes it'll never be used or they'll use it and clean it whatever but there's some amazing pieces out there and i and and to be honest with you jb's like one of the, the guys that's created that culture absolutely you know you gotta you, know uh, you gotta mean? realize so, too people are going out now and they bring their louis vuitton backpack and take out their twenty thousand dollar piece that matches flex, their dude. shoes yeah. and their hat yeah um, it, there's there's a lot to it there's a lot to the whole culture it's it, it's become what we call a piper movement and Ooh, um like you know, there's, piper, just, there's, just, there's just a lot a lot of action with it and and like you say these collections are, are a representation of the person who who owns them at the time but and, both and of you guys though have expensive tastes and i like that because i can tell what the things that you guys are selling what is one of the most expensive pieces uh johnny you have in your store currently um i've got one in there for about 17k okay yep. and then what is the most expensive piece jb that you've ever sold um, <laughs> I'm not discussing my day. Uh, <laughs> right? No, it's been sure yeah, it's public. Uh, yeah. well, that, we, we, public. We, we got six digits out of the largest bong in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bongzilla. Yeah. Bongzilla. It's a large, Where does it it's, live? it's a 24 foot tall glass bong that's made from um, uranium glass. So it glows in the black lights. And, um, you know, we, we, it was set up in, in Las Vegas on Fremont Street. It had its own giant digital screen out on the street. Yep. Wow. And um, it was a little ahead of its time. I think it was about one year ahead of its time. So it lived there for about a year. And now it's in a storage unit in, in Vegas somewhere. I don't own it. Uh, it w everything was done and paid for. But I believe it'll go back up somewhere but someday. How does that even come to be? Like, what, what inspired you to build something so big? Money, man. Money. Yeah. Come on, honey, dude. Come on, honey. I, uh, I got commissioned by uh, what it was called Cannabition. I remember Blue, Blue knows the place. Yeah. And uh, it was on Fremont. Street, mm -hmm. and, and a lot of progressive people yeah. got together and, and put this uh, museum together, a cannabition museum, and their dream was to have the largest bong in the world in there. And so uh, we wrapped them around it, and we got Leafly, the, um, the great cannabis app Le Leafly, who yep. is, uh, does a lot of really cool stuff in the space. Uh, they they produced the content on us creating that, and we created it with the guys up in Seattle from Dale Chihuly's camp one of the best glass artists in the world. He did the Bellagio ceiling and a lot of these giant chandeliers you see. Yeah. And um, it was a whole project. And for me, process is part of the art. Uh, and the most important part for me is the team working together to create I from the, the ground document, up. I mean, I remember the document of this. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. Ca it's called, it's called I mean, Redemption Bong. Yeah. And that's on I, Leafly. I mean, and, and the reason why it's Redemption is because part of my story is I was making, uh, uh, in, in my 20s and 30s, millions of dollars a year selling bongs. I was doing $4 million a year, 70 employees in the uh, year 2000. And in 2003, I was arrested with uh, Tommy Chong and 55 others in what they called Operation Pipe Dreams. 
and that um, was a, uh, I got arrested for manufacturing drug paraphernalia. I remember hearing about this. They yeah. took all my shit away, and I'm, I, they told me I'm never allowed to make a bong again. And uh, so I moved to Maui, and I lived there for about 15 years, and we kept our business going underground in the U.S. over here. And over there, I made dolphins, whales, and turtles and all this stuff out of glass and sell them to tourists. Well, now, uh, with the advent of legalization, uh, we've, we've gotten our building in Vegas about five years ago now, and, and we went to the first Cannabis Cup there. I think it was in 2012 in, in, in uh, Colorado. We yeah. were able to smoke weed, so the times are changing. And, that's and so uh, that's, that's, that's brought us to you know, this, this kind of redemption. And that's so the beautiful we made thing, man. Like it, it, everything that's happened, positive or negative, has just forced our hand to grow because these guys had to stop what they were doing and go back into underground, learn how to sculpt and stuff like that because that's their trade. And then as soon as things got legal, it's like, well, fuck, dude, I'm going to take this sculpture and turn it into a functional piece now. And that's what I always tell people. So like on the West yeah. Coast, this is really like a normal thing. Everybody knows about high right. end glass. In the South, it's not really like that yet. Yeah. And so we're working on those things. And so I tell people all the time, like, would it freak you out if I told you I sold a $5,000 dolly or a ten thousand dollar picasso no well then what good is it if you can't fucking smoke out of it and what's right. great about you right. johnny ash that's what you're doing for the state of texas you're starting here in houston i commend you for that i commend you. you for bringing somebody like jb over here to doing things like that who's legendary in the game and when you mentioned the tommy chongs it actually reminded me of when tommy when i worked at power 106 tommy came in i actually have a bong that you made that i was in uh -huh. my head before i was thinking going, hey man i want to fuck jb i'm like wait uh -huh. a minute I actually have one you guys made and you brought into the station sure. a long time ago. I don't know if you remember this, but you guys came to Power 106, and it was the bong you made where it has a bubble on the sides that of comes Tommy. down, and, and Tommy's yeah. face is in yeah. it. Yeah. So, so right now, we do, there's a new line we're doing. It's called Tommy Chong Bong, and you can find it on Tommy Chong, Chong's website, and we make a, all that stuff for him, and we've gotten really creative with it, keep some really new school progressive stuff on there, and, um, and try to appease Tommy and make sure it's pieces that he approves of. So. Yeah, it's great because it's literally the bong that I have in my yeah, home office. It. So I have it. And because Tommy signed it as well for me, and I always tell people, oh, this is my Tommy Chong bong, and I forgot to realize it's really your the, bong. The funny <laughs> thing is, is when, when, we, when we were all arrested, uh, it was some uh, yeah. some undercover officers that had him sign the bong, which made it uh, made it proof that he sold them that piece, and he did it at a head shop down here wow. somewhere. I don't, yeah, that's how they rolled him up in the end. Isn't so that so keep crazy? your sign, Tommy Chong. Keep bong. that. Right. Yeah, keep, <laughs> oh. keep it alive because you know good bongs go to heaven. Yes, they exactly. do. Exactly, and you know they what's crazy? Know, it's never been used once. I keep like, nope, you can't use this one. <laughs> this is a this is artwork right here, uh -huh. and it's keep the cat away from <laughs> it. I tried to buy it off him. I'm like, let me get that one, bro. It comes to my it. home office. Like, what is? It? I'm like, look at it. I forgot this is the I'm one like, you asked the homie. I knew exactly. Was, I was like, this homie is. Let me. Do you really want this? Oh, it's it's for him. It's Bring like, it up next time at the poker game. Yes, when we're drinking. <laughs> <laughs> How much? How much can I give you? And not only that, I remember at the time when he brought him in and him telling us the price and it was like you know i don't know maybe 1500 whatever it was at the time and i was like what the f 1500 bucks for a ball sure. well, this is here great. you go joe this is for you this is like sure. a 9504 maybe is in the 80s it, joe you're that piece <laughs> unused now is uh, is worth a lot of money there's groups online the, the tommy chong bong group and and we have a jerome baker uh, group you know 10,000 strong that just buys and sells work uh, anything that i made that was before the arrest which they call pre-op pre-operation pipe dreams uh, is worth 10 to 20 times So the what's mine value. worth with that bubble with 20, his face in, the, in his bubble? 10 to 20 times what is what you yeah, what it's probably what is 10 to 20 times what you paid for 15, it originally. Well, if I was given it, then how... <laughs> mm. yeah, yeah, no. I was blessed with it at the time. Tommy came with... 
Bottom line is I'm happy. I'll give you two grand for it, Joe. You know, we're going to take a break real quick. When we come back, we want to do the high five with both of you guys. Awesome. Have some fun with you guys. It's Cannabis Talk 101 all the way live at C3 in Houston. We'll be right back after this. Woo! We'll be right back with Cannabis Talk 101. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Welcome back to Cannabis Talk 101. Take a hit, get lit, sit back and enjoy Cannabis Talk 101 right here live at the Counterculture Convention in Houston, Texas. And you know what? We haven't did this in a little minute, but I just want to thank Erica, Daniel, Cal, Irtazar, Christian, Danny, Kevin, Andrew, Zeke, Zach, Cash, Cam Salar, Nadia. Pitt, Chris Franquino, Jennifer, and Elvis for all the work that you yeah. guys do for yeah, us. Yeah, man. Thank you, guys. And uh, helping us all out here. Yeah. It, does, it takes Love a team. We're just the good looks and the stretch marks up here <laughs> that are making the show look good. And, of course, JB with the long hair. Both of you guys oh, with yeah. the long, sexy hair. Hair farmers, uh, man. Yeah. Hair farmers. <laughs> I love it. But thank you guys team-wise because without you, we don't have all of us. So team-wise makes the dream work. You guys, I want to do the high five with you. Before we do the high five, though, um, how hard is it to get that bus here with all this pyro-type shit in there? Do you have to, like, go through states, firemen departments? Like, what do you have to go through to make all this stuff happen? Fire marshals. That's uh, it, yeah. Yeah, and you, you always want to be really polite with those guys. 
because they can make or break your day. Uh, down here, you know, southern hospitality prevails, so it's usually pretty easy to get along. Just do what they ask you to do. You so know, it's funny. They, they have fire extinguishers, and they're yeah. set up in a, in a manner that, that kind of floats along the guidelines in here. Uh, it's similar to what a cooking show would be at these right. trade shows. Sure. Right. And we know from Las Vegas we've had, you know, up to 100 glass blowers blowing at one time in yep. the convention center. Uh, so we know it's possible. And once we approach these different um, fire inspectors in the different cities, uh, we're able to prove through those old, through those well, other means that, that it's been done and able to be done. And I just heard a story re- recently uh, from Keith Allen, who's doing G4 Live, right? And he was saying, yeah, the crazy thing is the farmer said something like that. And I don't know the terminology. Am I correct? Correct me if I'm wrong, please. A five-gallon barrel or something, and then a one-gallon barrel or a one-whatever type. Ga- like they're, they're, and all these problems, I was like, what do you mean? Aren't they just blowing glass and you just hook it up and like, oh no, Joe, yeah. there's a yeah. whole ordeal. <laughs> it's different. Everybody and wants they had something to change different. it. Like he's like, no, yeah. we have to change it. It's a big mass crazy thing we have to do. Everybody wants something different, but for the most part, across the board, it's all about safety. And so um, that that rig that of ours is on the road two, three days a week. So we we're pretty. We've been doing this for 13 years now. Like we're very familiar with a lot of this and how the process works. So we're ready to rock. And you have an online store as well, so people could order from yeah. here in Houston. What is that? Absolutely, it's bombdiggity.com. B-O-M-D-I-G-G-I-D-Y.com. And uh, Bomb Diggity, the glass gallery, go out there. And, of course, at Jerome underscore Baker. Check him out, the legendary glass blower. We want to do the high five with you guys as we like to ask all of our guests some fun questions. Let's do it. We'll start with you, JB. You'll answer the question. You'll answer it next. We'll go in that order for the first five questions. Question number one, how old are you the first time you smoked cannabis and where'd you get it from? Uh, I was probably 12 and I peeled it off my grandfather's plant. Nice. No way. So Graham smoked out of, right out of the microwave. So now we've got to back up a little bit. So you come from the family of growers? Yeah. You know, I come from, uh, I come from, I was born and raised in Miami, Florida. My brother had a giant cigarette boat on the intercoastal on a Porsche 911 and uh, ended up getting locked up for 700 kilos of cocaine back in 86. And he was on the front page of the Herald. And I was when I got arrested, I was worried about some Rico thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I come from it, wow. and um, and 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 I, I, it's an honor to be part of it. You know, and and uh, you know, it's, it's all my thing. family smoked smoked cannabis. You know, th- through through my upbringing, and it's it's pretty normalized. I love us. when you hear about the like blues family. You grew up. I I started smoking when I was six. My brother was sixteen, uh-huh. and then went to prison when I was ten for selling dope too. So when you say that, you know, there's times like, when I when I was smoking a dried banana peel for some reason, <laughs> or I or I would dry out the lettuce. You guys probably yeah. did this when you were of kids course. too, or even peel the tree the that looked leaves, like cannabis, yeah. yes. thinking you were onto something. This, but but this why is that? Maybe we're from that tribe, you know. So the other people don't, you know. It's not for everybody. Doesn't resonate with everybody. But some people are just drawn to that uh, being for some reason. So it's funny you say that because I, I was sitting in, you know, that I have a picture, you know, and I'm literally like, you know, and butt naked in my backyard, this big, you know, just a young little, and I'm holding my dad's bud plant, uh-huh. and and I'm like. Look like I'm trying to pull it out, uh-huh. and he's Fucking and he's awesome. reaching for me. <laughs> you know shit. I mean? And he's reaching. For and me your mom's like, taking oh. the picture, going, "I'm going to show you, you and, asshole." And, and, <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, and they literally got me right there in the backyard, like yanking it, and it's like, and and, and it was never illegal in my home. You know what I mean? It was uh-huh. like in a lot uh-huh. of homes, I go, my friends would come over and be like, "Hey, don't you, don't, don't, don't bring that stuff over to my house," you know, or you know, and I'm like, "What, what stuff are you talking about?" We just thought mom's cigarettes smelled weird. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, we didn't yeah. know shit. And then people are just, so again, it's it's like that tribe, you know what I mean? You're yeah. from this tribe that people don't really know about, and 
And so it's it's an amazing culture, and now it's becoming something that we, it's all dear to our hearts. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and being able to come out of the closet, so to yeah. say, has really the been Greek a, a lot of fun. The Greek closet is what we like to call it. It's really been a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, um, it is. Yeah. It is. And Jason, now you answer that question. How old were you the first time you got cannabis, and where did you get it from? Jake? Oh, I was uh, 13, and my little brother actually is the one that was the like, little Yo, one. Yeah, no, he was a he's a punk ass. Like he was he was on it quick. Yeah, he was about <laughs> nine, ten years old, man, and he was he was rolling it up. But uh, yeah, we we kind of we kind of grew up in a in a weird area. It was very. Uh, Hold on, isn't it illegal here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're shit. We're still making progress on that. But yeah, man, they, it was definitely legal then, especially for you know kids that young. But yeah, it was out of a coke can, man, and we just did the damn thing. The old coke can. Had yeah, no idea we what we were doing. The holes and, and you uh, get a little net from the fucking. Oh, dude, screens. man, it was it was. I'm still wondering when Alzheimer's is gonna set in, dude. You know, <laughs> straight up ditch you know, the, me too. The funniest part, dude, is when I figured out the carb on the side. So it was like everybody had just a little poking on the top, and they'd be hitting it. And then I was like, oh, dude. And I put the hole in the side and made the carb. And everybody was like, no way, dude. This game like change. Game How'd you change. do that? Yeah, and I was like, no, just hold it over there. Question number two of the high five. What is your favorite way to use cannabis? My favorite way to use cannabis is going to be to do a, a, a small bong hit, do it all in one hit, and uh, pull the pull the chamber through. And that's, so you prefer that's a small one rather hit. than the bigger ones that you're making. Yeah, correct. I just like when a you say small. What is your small? Though, I just JD? like a, what do we call snapper hits. Yeah, that's what I've designed my, my whole line around. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's a snapper hit out of a bong. It's gonna. It's kind of like doing a half a shot of tequila and setting off for the day. You're gonna be perfect. Yeah, I, I, that's nice. that's like pinners snapper. I'm, I'm a small, just a little yeah. boom. And now, you know, now I have spoke with somebody recently who needs to burn the resin at 500 degrees and only attains that by a very thick cigar-sized joint and smokes the first half of it. Is it Mark Wasserman? Because that sounds like <laughs> uh, our partner over here. <laughs> but it makes sense. Off. It's a different way to inhale and resin yeah. on it. How what about you, Jay? Uh, I'm I'm a glass guy for sure. I like having my own little little piece that I walk around with and just keep it lit throughout the day. My mom always carried like a little chillum around when she was doing chores around the house, and she always called it mom's little helper. So I just kind of <laughs> I kind of inherited. I got all my cool from her, so like I inherited that. So yeah, man. The first time I got one of his hammers, like that thing didn't leave my hand or my pocket for probably a year and a half. Nice. Just walking around snapping just it all day long. Just roll. That is great. It's the high five all the way live at C3 in Houston. We got Jason, the owner of JBD, Johnny Hash, co-owner of Bomb Diggity, of course, at Jerome Baker. Question number three of the high five. Craziest place you ever used cannabis or smoked? Oh, straight up the Super Bowl. I fucking smoked which, a fatty at the Super Bowl. Which Super Bowl? Where? <laughs> it was when the Broncos played, and we were in San Francisco at the brand new Levi's Stadium. And um, I'm, I'm tied oh, in. Back. Okay. I'm tied in with a couple of NFL heavyweights. I don't even want to mention their names because <laughs> they would fucking kill me. But I rolled the fatty, and they were just really harping on me. And you're not, on the field you can't do that. You can't do that. We were, we were down the on the 50 yard line. And oh. what I did, you know, there's there's military and police everywhere. And what I did was I just had the big fatty in my hand, and I would. I would kind of cup it and light it and just inhale as deep as I could and then snuff it out and put it away and then just walk the crowd and blow big, fat, wafty hits around on these people. Wow. Dude, nobody knew what to think. That is awesome. Definitely Super Bowl. <laughs> on the 50, on, on the field? Dude, on the 50-yard like line. Service hey, dog, you just took it to down, the next though. level. You're right. Not only Secret <laughs> Service, but it's so highly secured at the Super And because oh, I was with deal. some, like, NFL people's people, I, I would have gotten everybody in trouble, so they were just super pissed off at me. But... 
I did it. He did I got it. my story. I love Cannabis it. 101. Yeah. <laughs> hey, dog, I love it. What about you, Jay? Probably 30,000 feet up in the air, man. Like, uh, when I first started flying, it used to give me a ton of anxiety and stuff like that. I wasn't really used to it. And so, uh, yeah, I just... The secret bong hit in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. So uh, you said when you first started oh, flying, so yeah. you were smoking flour then? Yeah. That's the crazy ones, because now anybody can smoke cannabis on a plane, You can, you can sneak, right? like, Whoa, you know, your yeah, carts and things like that. But yeah, pen, you're easy. I was in there just tearing it up, man. And, and, you know, like, everybody knew, like, even the stewardess, they're like, you do that again, dude, you're, you're in trouble. And I was ah! like, oh, yeah. what, are you, what are you talking about? What do you mean? Yeah. You know, like, I'm nervous up here. I'm can you hold my hand, please? At that point, man, I was already so fucking baked that I was just, whatever, man. <laughs> do what you're going to do. You're all cuff me, please, lady. <laughs> Cross-eyed and slouch <laughs> Question, question number four of the high five. What is your go-to munchie after you get high the go-to munchie i'm gonna t- i'm gonna tell you uh spam musubi no spam with the spam like from hawaii spam yeah what you samoan spam with that rice and some with soy that, sauce with that seaweed wrapped around wow. yeah There's nothing you put like the it soy sauce on it it's like the master bologna the you candy you gotta peel and just oh, oh yeah, my god have you tried it with the, 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 the meat the, candy with, with uh soy sauce and wasabi and do the whole bite like that yeah dude. yeah <laughs> it's I, funny I, you just took me back to like high school with my samoan buddies and cooking that with a bunch of ketchup oh and yeah hot sauce. Dude, nothing oh, like a good man. spam man oh my goodness what man, about you Jay? if i'm on the run dude it's a little debbie's oatmeal cream pie no Yo, questions asked debbie's. if i'm at the crib Bro, like I uh, make a peanut butter and jelly, but I cook it like a grilled cheese, right? And so you gotta wow. eat it with a fork. Yeah. But that shit is fire. Wow. Wow. I highly I've recommend. Never had inspiration, that. dude. You just live, made my live your fat life. cells come out. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Live, live, yeah. live your best me life, homie. <laughs> Trust me. I can't wait just thinking about right. it. You've got my information, dude. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna hear it from you. I, I wanna come over to your house and you make me one. No, yeah. 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 Dude. We're in Texas. I live, epic. I live six minutes up the road, bro. I got you. Don't talk about it. Be about it. You can find him at Bomb Diggity. You can find him at Jerome underscore Baker. It's the High Five Cannabis Talk 101. Question number five. If you could smoke cannabis with anyone, dead, dead or alive, alive, who would it be and why? And you know what, JB? You probably smoke with a lot of cats. Yeah. I have smoked with a lot of cats, but the one cat I'd like to smoke with is Jerry Garcia. Ooh. So maybe when nice. someday I'll be at that big casino in the sky and we could all be smoking together. Love and why it. Jerry? Why Jerry? He, he, it, was a, it was somebody, you know, I, I, I've explained it to people before, like if, I, if you were a churchgoer and your favorite preacher was up there preaching, making you and your family cry every time he did a sermon, that to me was like what Jerry was uh, when, when we followed that Grateful Dead around. That is a good one right there. I mean, you're right, and it's legendary. And it's funny legendary. because, you know, those, those legendary guys like that, and everybody has their person. And, uh-huh. you know, it's always great when you hear like a legendary name like that. Of course, that's uh-huh. who it What about you, Jay? Man, probably Nikolai Tesla. Nice. That dude was wow. wild. Cool. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, Break that down more. I'm not. I'm familiar, but not familiar. Why the Nikolai? master of electricity, man. Yeah, it's you. the dude that Edison robbed. That's right. Okay, I, <laughs> yeah. I, knew, I knew the name, but I wasn't 100 going to be like, like that's who it is. That's that's who Elon, uh, Elon named, Musk. Yeah, Musk. He, named, he, named he, named, he named the company after this guy. Yeah, and he's, yeah. Uh, he created uh, alternative and direct current, the ACDC. Uh, so you want to find out how he feels being robbed and just being shamed and not getting uh, the proper due? Well, it'd be funny to listen to him rant about all that, but like. It would just be crazy to be like, you know, like, because I'm not sure if he ever consumed cannabis or not. He most likely did. Probably the, did, yeah. The dude was a genius. Oh, but he probably just did, for the, sure. The, yeah. like, the stoned rambling of ideas, like, that would be insane. That'd be really, really cool. And the Tesla coils that I've seen at mm-hmm. Burning Man are like no other. Yeah. <laughs> massive uh, lightning shooters. Yeah, you know, but, uh, Jason, I want to ask you a question because you're a local cat out here yeah. in Houston, Texas. The laws and regulations, I'm not too familiar with everything, but I heard... 
as I was smoking a cigar out in front of the hotel last night, mm-hmm. some locals were telling me you could have up to two ounces and not get in trouble. Four ounces. Four ounces is a class B wow. misdemeanor, um, which is a ticket. But like, if the cop's being a dick, he can take you to jail. So be respectful. Um, and most likely, they're just going to let you off with a warning or a ticket. And, and don't um, drive and smoke. I mean, yeah. you drive and, and smoke. That, that, that's that's, that's everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Well, is it still probable cause here, though, if they smell it in your car? Or that's no um, longer. If, as long as you're in the city of Houston or Harris County, well, we have a really, really badass DA. And she uh, she won't even talk to the police unless it's like more than seven grams and they have to have a true probable cause, which smell is not. And we also just loosened up... Uh, up until, I want to say, earlier this year, it was a Class A felony um, to have concentrates on you. It was the same charge as, like, cocaine and heroin. Um, just recently... Do you they, have any by any chance? <laughs> no, just kidding. I, I got concentrates. <laughs> yeah, right? But uh, now it's, uh, I think you can have up to, like, two ounces on you, and it's a, it's a misdemeanor now. So we, we are making the, the steps, and we're considered a compassionate use state. So sure. basically, they're trying to figure out where all this money's going to go, and then we'll, we'll have it. What is your gut as you're so in tune with the market? You're sitting there making bongs. You're sitting there with an art gallery, for God's sakes. You're waiting for that moment where it's fully recreational out here and legal. What does your gut say? I know nobody has a crystal ball, but are you born and raised here? You, you got yeah. the feel of the pulse. What do you think? I'm thinking the soonest, maybe 18 months. Uh, the longest, maybe three to five years tops. M- most likely closer with, to two with, or three. With that, can Sounds I ask like both so of you far. a question? Yeah. I want, bo- I want you each to answer my question. What year do you think national legalization will happen? The feds. I, I think it's going to happen next year. So you're saying 2022? Yeah. Yep. I don't, 2025? I think that's it's my, that's my guess, too. Mark it here. Okay. 2025? Episode number XXX. 23 at uh, 365. What about you? We're in episode 366 or 365. The feds, man, I'm thinking probably like 2023, but the latest. But as soon as the feds do it, Texas will roll with it. And I used to want it to happen sooner. But now, like that, I know what I know. And I've traveled so much and I'm I'm in the thing. Uh, I hope they take their sweet ass time because the longer they take, the more time I've got to take the shop up. You know what I mean? And and there's so many things when I think about it. Not only do it right, I, I get so overwhelmed and complicated with. Once it becomes fully recreational legal, the state lines, the this, the, there's so mm-hmm. many other random things that when you start to talk about, well, how are they going to do this? Well, how are you going to Everybody can just say, just do it. it. It is just do it. But there's a lot of technical things that we have to consider, which are like so mind boggling. Once I get into serious dialogue with people about it and we start to really break it down, it's not so simple as. Not at all. The the one good thing is we have models off existing models in legal states, but the big picture model is the wine model. And the wine model kind of kind of earmarks with what we're doing and and kind of goes along with the different champagnes, Bordeaux, the regions, and the names that we hold. You already see it with glass too. You already see it with glass. You already see it with alcohol and stuff. Like anybody can go anywhere and get a Bud Light, but like if you want to get a local brewery, like craft will prevail after. You know, Cor- the, the yeah, wave yeah, happens. The and so that's what it correct. is. You'll see it in any market. And as we've seen, it's very difficult to have high-end quality and, and massive quantities. Yes. Um, it's just the nature of the plant and the respect sure. that we have to, to understand and, the, and the, 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 what it teaches us in our own lives, right? Yeah, 100%. and I, I just can't wait to see the time when, of course, it's being sold at Costco. And you're like, what kind of weed is that? Kirkland. <laughs> it's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, Kirkland weed. <laughs> I'm in, baby. I, I love their vodka. But yeah. I have 7-11. that. 7-Eleven. It's Grey Goose, for God's sold. sake. I have that conversation with a lot of people, though. I'm like, you, you know, you don't think it's going to go through the Costco chains and all through all the, just, just, I mean, the smoke shops everywhere? It has to because the, the rollout isn't big 
enough for these massive MSOs to get involved. There's no way. They can't just go, yeah, we're going to go into every little dispensary everywhere. No, it's got to be in every single liquor store, grocery store, wherever you can buy a cigarette or, a, right. or alcohol. Or, and yeah. It has to be that big because it's that big. Yeah. And, and so, yeah. you know, yeah. when's you know, you're, I think people are naive thinking, oh, it's going to only be in our dispensaries. And it's like, you, you, I think you might be wrong, you know. So we'll find out, though. Is there anything we're missing, you guys, before we let you guys go that you want to promote, talk about, or talk about how good Blue and I look or anything else? <laughs> you guys are looking great, yeah, but I definitely sharp, want to dude. tell you, when you go to my Instagram, uh, Jerome underscore Baker, uh, you can fill out a thing on there and get, an, get a, a, a virtual tour. So I have hotties on the other end. No matter where you are, you can tune in live and FaceTime with a girl and go onto my gallery and get yourself a bong. Facts. And our bongs are kind of like it's a, it's a yeah. Harry Potter wand shop deal. You know, you can go in there, uh, be part of the thing, and that let the bong pick you. So Jerome underscore Baker, kind of come in and check out what we're offering. It's just a different way to promote it I through love media. It. I love that, dude. That's cool. That's I mean, you know what, you know what I love, Jerome? I would love for you to be inspired that we could put a bong in our office in Orange County. We, we have to do a 101. I want to come visit the studio. I'll be spending a little time down there and uh, definitely looking to promote my cannabis on the ground over there. So even if we can invite a couple people over, uh, taste taste my product live on the thing, yeah. I want to get reactions and, 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 and show you guys what the chronic shit is that we have. You let's that. let's collab. Like, like we're saying, everybody him, so him and I geek out on the phone all the time. It's just when, when we can catch each other. Sometimes yeah, I mean, <laughs> you're, you're definitely... Definitely a, a, a creative in this whole thing that we have, and, and the booth set up here today this represents what your vibe is, and, it, and this is the ultimate way to come out and, and share experiences, collect content, and let people know about what, what our tribe is, and yeah. who it is, and what we can do and offer each yeah. other. So it's a really cool service you're providing, man. Thank you, uh, This is definitely you, the first From of you, it. That's, a lot that's of amazing. people went wanting to do something like this, but you guys have been pushing, pushing. I even saw you next to the, what the midget wrestling in. Yeah. Um, yeah. in, in, in yeah. We were in the middle of the desert in California. Yeah. The bus, the midget wrestling was great, dude. <laughs> Literally. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I appreciate seeing yeah. you out there. Yeah, man. Well, but uh, speaking of collabs, man, uh, I also I worked for a vaporizer company as well. It's uh, like electronic dab straw, basically. It's so uh, good. What are they called? Kind. Uh, it's dip devices. So we have a few different models. That when y'all get busy later, y'all come see me. I'll show you what's the up. The dip device is incredible. Uh, I'm able to take the, the device uh, just fresh as it is. It's the size of a pen and stick it right into my concentrates and, and smoke instantly before I, I leave the building. And yep. it's a really cool device. We're going to be selling in California a half gram of, of, of live resin with the dip device for 50 bucks. Yep. Wow. Uh, so wow. That's yeah, a great it's, price. It's a really, really, yeah, it's, really it's great piece, knockout. really great price, and it allows everybody to dab now instantly. So that's, super that's fun to bring to the market and if you're in houston definitely stop by the brick and mortar it's it's literally like an art gallery for for stoners it's amazing uh we have tons of independent local artists worked in there uh you're not going to see a whole lot of import stuff that you would see anywhere else in the world uh we also are getting ready to drop the best glass cleaner that's that we've ever seen that's the most oh, I natural love that form. stuff actually yeah the you quartz drops clean, quartz cleans me. gnarly definitely yeah. be able to look out for that that'll yeah. be like a month away but uh, yeah, if you're going to be here today and tonight, y'all come by the booth. We have an official after party over at uh, one of the spots. We got flyers for it tonight. Like y'all, y'all come through, man. Let's We're going to take the care of y'all. Party, guys. Show you We're how hanging and banging. Let's go. Let's do it. Well, thank you guys for joining the show, guys. Thank you. And remember this: if no one else loves you, we, we do. We do. Thank you for listening to Cannabis Talk 101 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.